1: She is really a party pooper. This is Dirt and Sprague. Jennifer poops at parties? So she poops at parties so so and people know this? With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. I I poop at parties. I poop at parties, but people don't know because I close the door. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Where where do she go for it? Does she does she visit the water closet and make door of the open so people may see and smell things? to sound
2: horrible the fan all right 602 in the Rose city time for dirt and spray on portland sports leader 1080 the van good morning happy monday to everybody how we doing how we feeling what is happening we apparently had somebody Uh, move our audio files, and then not email or tell anybody that was filling in and or working on Monday morning where to locate those files. It's all disappeared. We don't know where it went. Where'd the open go? Nobody knows. And uh, Jordan feels bad contacting somebody at 530 in the morning. I mean, I don't blame you. It's early to call somebody. I don't want to make that phone call either. I don't want to call Jeff McGinley at 5 o'clock and say, hey, where the hell's my audio? My introduction to our beautiful engineer that has put in just probably more work than anybody since we've done this move for sure was calling him twice early in the morning, (laughs) like in September to try and get ducks football (laughs) on the air. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little tentative to do that going forward. I really Mm. I feel like I owe him at least a couple six packs before I do that again. (laughs) He's got a good thing going. He's so angry that I think it keeps people from calling him more often. Yeah, his anger is fake. I hope people know that. He's one of these weird, fake, angry people that need to be angry to work efficiently. He's a fake, angry, nice guy? Yes, 100%. I think I agree with that assessment. He is a 1,000% fake, yell-at-you, angry guy. Ah! If you actually talk to him, he's a good-hearted, funny dude who actually just really wants to help and do a good job. I am too petty, and I would have called his ass at five thirty. The morning. get your ass up! And where's my audio? Damn it! The hell's going on in here? You ruined our open. Yeah, with Nas. I mean, look, Nas is fine. Okay, pooping at parties is funny. It's not the way we start the show. It sure isn't. No. It's all. It's all off. I feel like I'm starting in the bottom of the fifth inning. Like what happened in the first four innings? Here is it already? Hour two? I'm confused. Pitch we- clock, baby. <laughs> I feel like we're starting. Uh, I feel like we're starting a podcast. Hello? I'm not even doing like a radio show. It's just us doing a podcast, sneaking in here before. The 10 a.m. show gets in here. What if we get in there at 6? We do our podcast. We'll host our podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Monday morning to you. That's what we used to do. That Dirt, is, yeah. Dirt used to linger. He'd fill in for prime time, and he'd <laughs> linger. He'd be a lingerer. And he'd wait for Isaac and Souk to leave the building, wait for our boss to leave the building in around 8, 8.30 p.m. It's podcasting time. Nobody knows what the hell's going on at the studio past <laughs> sundown hours, okay? Nobody has any clue. You got a key fob you can get in anytime you want. We knew evidence that nobody knew what was going on past like 7 o'clock at night because we had a topless stripper in our studio for about an hour and a half and nobody knew. Multiple times. Multiple times. Wasn't topless multiple times? I was going to say she wasn't topless multiple times. But she was in studio multiple times. Yes. And that kind of went unnoticed. Nobody ever really said anything. Yeah. I mean, we let her in and (laughs) waltzed right in. We interviewed her the first time and she came back again because she wanted seconds of dirt (laughs) and sprague. And, it does. uh... She read a magnificent magnificent Christmas poem and did it topless. Ah, oh, the glory days. Ah. The good old days, man. It, it was fun to be in a position where you could host a show knowing that nobody of authority was ever going to listen to what you were saying. <laughs> it was good because the show probably wasn't very good, so we couldn't get fired because nobody was listening that late at night. But you could also get away with things. Like now, if you say something in the morning or when we were in the afternoon, it's like you're going to get an email if you say something controversial. And Back then, nobody knew. Nobody was listening. Nobody had any clue. I never one time got pulled into an office and talked about what we brought up at 9 p.m. Not once. (laughs) Probably should have happened multiple occasions. Oh, that was the out. If you were going to cancel us, it was probably 8.30 to 8.45 until about 10 o'clock. There was a lot of material there. Yep where you could have canceled us. Hey, times have changed, man. Times have changed. Yeah, We're no longer basement dwellers, as <laughs> Carrie Agers once wrote. Eh, it kind of feels that way sometimes in the morning when we don't have audio that works at 6 o'clock in the morning. But, hey, nobody's here. Does anybody know we're on right now? Are we here? Are we live? Well, I think we I, are. I just think it's me. I, I was telling Sprague while you were in the bathroom, like, dude, I, I'm like 60% for stuff working when I show up. So, you know what? Maybe just Schultze just kind of stay, what, 500 feet away from the Odyssey uh, headquarters, and things will start working again. I don't know. Why'd you just throw him under the bus like that when you were taking a dump? <laughs> I, right. I said, when he was in the bathroom, he okay. could a quick uh, wee-wee for 40 seconds. <laughs> you just exposed it. You know, <laughs> Wee! Wee! Like old, the pig in the Geico commercial. The Wee! constitutional. <laughs> exactly. He, he weed all the way home. Can you do me a favor during our break? I know we're struggling with the audio situation. Oh, to, to pull, pull that? Can you pull uh, the wee-wee line you just dropped? <laughs> because you, you famously dropped this sausage, this meat line. When you filled in with uh you filled in for swag once and told us that you tried out for American Idol and you chose your song and you start at the very beginning instead of starting at the chorus, and this was what you were thinking internally. No, dude, get right to the meat. <laughs> and you just dropped what I believe is a fantastic wee wee line. And I, I want that drop on the show. That's a good All drop right. right there. That was a good drop. This is a big day though. I mean, they you don't want to bother Jeff McGinley. I understand it. I disagree with the stance. I'm cold-hearted. I'm dead inside. I would have bothered him. But this is a pretty big day. We've got the CEO of the company flying in. He's in town. We get to meet him face-to-face, hand-to-hand time with the CEO today. Now, where I'm confused is because we have a town hall, as they call it, Q&A town hall. And I think Kim's accumulated questions, and she's going to be on the stage with him, and we'll be sitting in chairs like the peasants that we are 8 <laughs> feet below him who's the first person that claps at an answer dave kingsella yes, yes. Yeah. great love it yeah. that was awesome nailed it woo play freebird Jordan, can you go tell me how many chairs are in the front row of the stage? The stage is right outside your door. Yeah. Just tell me how many chairs are right now in that front row. Can you go out there and, and, and get that number for me? I thought it was four. Is it four? I, thought, I saw it. I thought it was like a two-by-two two with a little bit of a, a wedding aisle down the middle. Who yeah. are the four people sitting in the front row? Not me. I could tell you that much. Oh, you'll barely see my face. <laughs> I'm going to be in the back. I'll be I'm peeking around the corner like the, 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 the black guy around the tree where he's yeah. like, ooh, something's looming. <laughs> I don't know what time this thing starts and when we need to take seats, but I'm claiming my back row seat immediately. Back row, edge. I don't want to be in the middle in case you gotta get up and you gotta go do anything. You gotta be on the edge so it's an easy exit. You don't want to make anybody stand up on your way out. Oh, I'm standing up. I'm not sitting down. There's like 12 chairs. Okay, we're just gonna stand in the background, yeah. fade into uh, fade into the abyss. Now, uh, what are the rules for me since I'm a part timer? I mean, I, I just kind of happen to be here. But Please, like, since get out of here. Go. Get out of here okay. now. Right. But, but I'm trying to, you know, show some good by i See, it's like I'm in a between a rock and a hard place. Like I want to look good, but yeah, this is not something that really moves any needles for anybody. Well, you look like you're a representative for the University of Oregon, not an employee today, which is good though. Hey, home of the Ducks. Look yeah, at it's that. That's true. I'm That's a, part that. a part of that. You're part of that. He's a part of that. Hey, here we go. You could say part time for 1080, big wig for the or- University of Oregon. It's what you could sell him to David. David wouldn't know. He'd have okay. no clue. I... Come on. Dave. He'd have no clue at all. You know? Can I? Can I? We're in the trust tree here. Can I tell you something really ridiculous? So Saturday night, we lost our game. We didn't play a good basketball game. I was disappointed. I was bummed. And I was sitting on my couch. I was watching some NBA. And I, I almost got a mini panic attack. Uh-oh. Because I got nervous about today. And it's ridiculous. About meeting the CEO. Well, we have yeah, that and we had we have some other things going on today. Yeah. Uh, a little later after that, but It's a full day of activities. But yeah, and then I I finally calm down cuz I'm like I'm literally going to say my name. Kim's going to introduce us and he's going to say nice to meet you and move on to the next people. <laughs> that's exactly how it's going to go. That's I mean, that's how this tend to tends to go in these situations i feel like meeting a ceo is very similar to being in the handshake line after like a presidential rally you know what i mean like if you're a big donor you get a little bit of access you're kind of up close near the ropes they get done giving their speech you're like hey i wrote you a check for five hundred thousand dollars they come down and they're going along the rope line and you get your you get your 15 seconds if that maybe 10 it's a quick handshake, little eye to eye. Mm. What's your name? What do you do? Okay, nice to meet you. They go on to the next person. That's that's about all you're going to get. I think you're getting a little too much value to us. I I think a five hundred thousand dollar donation to a campaign party is. I think that's a little more than a handshake and a move on. I, oh, you think so? Oh. Yeah, I think that's a handshake, a thank you, a how you doing? Okay, where you from? I think we're more the equivalent of like. We gave $3,000. Grassroots donations. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something kind of like that for him. I mean, we're two employees out of how many in the country? A lot of people. A lot of people work for the company. Quick baby kiss and move on is yeah. kind of what you're saying. Absolutely. We're more of a picture grab. We're the smiling guys as you shake our hands. Should we try and take a selfie with the CEO today and tweet it out? Let's actually do that. Yeah, you want to take a selfie? Do you make want me to do it? Out. Sure, let's do it. Okay. We'll take a selfie with our CEO. <laughs> as long as I don't screw it up and include our uh, Wi-Fi password in the background of the picture. Because that was my fault. That wasn't Swag's fault. No, that was, was kind of dirt's fault. That was all nah, my fault, okay? Was, well, I was I was behind the camera there, buddy. If somebody texted, he's uh, an ex-executive here. He will have no interest in you. None. None, none at all. None. None at all. None, none. But hey, anyway, we all dressed up more pants today. I'm not in sweatpants. So we're all styling and profiling. Uh, I also, I don't know if he stayed here last night. Maybe he did. I'm under the impression, based on what our boss said, that he's flying out today. He so is flying out today, yeah. Did he f- is he flying in this morning, landing, coming here, going, oh, nice building, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> flying out the same day. He's from, he's what, he's Boston, right, or Philadelphia? Philadelphia guy. Right. I would imagine he flew in yesterday. I'd imagine he came in day before. You think so? That's a lot of fun. I mean, even if you had the PJ money, do you want to fly to Philly and back in the same day? I mean, if I had PJ money, I'd be flying all over the place and back in the same day. I mean, sure, but you could also fly your PJ in on a Sunday and then fly out on a Monday. You want to know how sad I am? I hate camping so much that I'd fly into Jackson Hole, Wyoming <laughs> at the butt crack of dawn. Go fish, do a little hike, see the nature hey. fly home so I can sleep in my bed. This is pretty I like I don't want to camp. somebody said, make sure you thank him for the thirty odyssey dollars I will I'm all gonna right. say thank you. I look forward to buying my pencil. We've pulled together and we bought a we bought a peachy folder <laughs> we did we have ninety <laughs> odyssey dollars I'm on I'm gonna this put show. some cool stickers on it you know some of my favorite athletes and bands I'm gonna slowly design it it's gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to it all right name names the four people sitting in the front row today will be <laughs> Ryan Cooley, Uh, Ryan Cooley, our our boss could be up there too. I agree. Mr. Sacramento could be sitting in the front row. Mr. Sacramento definitely is front row worthy. He's got front row written all over him. Yep. Uh, Good company, man. We got to go to another person like him. Our GM has to. She's gonna be on stage. She's gonna be on stage. Yeah, she's She's doing the cues. The big boss is on stage with the CEO Hamilton. Oh, really? You don't think so? I think he's got that British rebel energy. Like, no. Mm. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a in the, I'm in the, the back. back, mate. I'm in the back with my mates. That was kind of get something cool. will be up front. <laughs> Yeah, Cooley yeah. will be up front. Cooley's a front row guy. Yeah, Cooley will be a front sure. row guy. Cooley, has, he, he's Ryan Cooley. He's got a... Hey, where's Ryan Cooley? Ryan Cooley's right there. Yeah, I think there's going to be a couple of surprise uh, salespeople. I think there's going to be a couple of unknowns that sit up there that we don't see now. And then they're going to do it. And you're going to be like, ah, oh, look at that. They're the front row sitters. Okay. Uh, definitely not us. Not us. No. no. No, we will not be up there. Are you sitting or are you going to stand? I'm going to stand. Okay. I mean, kind of a weird conundrum today. And uh, uh, We don't need to talk about it. Okay. You know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so I. <laughs> I kind of got I got places to go you need so. to really be <laughs> see this is your thing maybe you break away from my thinking here, uh-huh because I know your situation. <laughs> nobody else knows the situation I know the situation yeah, I'll find out this afternoon and uh I think you need to be well seen and documented this at morning the beginning okay yeah, yeah. I'm gonna loud and boisterous yeah because I kind of have to make up for your ass <laughs> later <laughs> draw some attention to myself. Oh, I, I'm here. I am in attendance <laughs> this morning. He's taking his ninth dump. He's not going to make it to this. (laughs) He's not feeling great today. Sorry, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling better than John Morant. Well, you know, you don't have guns on Instagram, so I think you're off to a good start this weekend. You don't know what I did on Instagram this weekend. I do. I follow you on Instagram. I saw pictures of girls' basketball games, and uh, I think that's about it on Instagram. I only posted one, so I think you're referencing my wife. (laughs) I think she, yeah, you reposted her story. Maybe it was her. That's all I saw from the Spragues this weekend. I have, I'll say this. I have learned on Instagram. I'm not really as active on Instagram as I probably should be. You know what I've learned? I've learned who to ignore on Instagram because it's people like me, by the way, as I sell myself on the radio, hey, follow my Instagram as I'm not on it and active and I'm basically calling myself out here. I have realized how many dads I follow. That only post what their wife posts. They just repost. It's just a repost. It's like an automatic thing you have to do in a relationship. Yeah, especially if it's a picture of the kid and you're ta- like you're tagged in it. Yeah, that's all your Instagram feed is. Yeah, and, and I nice got a post. I'm gonna uh, throw it up too. I got a few dads in my life that's like every time they post something, it's just their wife's posting, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just ignoring your post now. I'm just speeding right through it, right <laughs> past you, and click next story. Uh, well, we have a good show today. Erin Wilson's going to join us. She's a TV host in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, this Ja Morant story popped up over the weekend. Pretty wild one and a really interesting place. So we'll start there. We have a lot to get into today. NFL Combine wrapped up this weekend. Uh, we got some NBA storylines to get to. An interesting thing again. Did Kevin Durant do it again? What am I asking? It's probably obvious if you think about it. But did he do it again? Uh, but we'll start with the John Morant story. That thing broke. Our guest is at seven thirty, so let's get into the John Morant thing. We'll start there. Dirt and spray. Good to be with you on this Monday on the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each
0: line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. You all here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs> Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
3: This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, welcome back in Dirt and Sprague with you, Jordan Schultz in for Jason Swigard, who's down in Vegas calling. I don't even know at this point, men's or women's or just women's or the men's won their first game. 30. I know that they lost to BYU though. Okay, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they beat Wells' vagina. <laughs> they did, yeah, and then I don't, I didn't know what happened in their second game. So he's just calling the women's uh, team now. That's what we're dealing with. 2.30 tip today. Not the official play-by-play of the women's basketball team, <laughs> but, you know, gets an extra stay in Vegas to call those games. Their, their basketball program situation is kind of like American soccer. You know, like we give a lot of attention to the men. The men don't really win anything. The women actually have a good team that's somewhat relevant. Don't you think the women get more attention for soccer here? Nah, well, I guess maybe more attention. I was going more along the lines of, like, the pay structure oh, and the financial wow. situation. and you know, that. Well, that got st- changed. It, it did it finally did. get changed. Big yeah. win for them. Uh, so no swag today. So Schultz is uh, sitting in for us. And uh, we will start with the Ja Morant story. Now, we, we mentioned this a while back. Uh, it came out about the uh, Indiana Pacer game. A security guard felt threatened in that game. Players reportedly uh, saw lasers being pointed at him that looked like they were from guns. NBA investigated it, found nothing, and didn't, you know, investigate further. And then uh, last week, we talked about the Washington Post story, where he reportedly and allegedly punched a 17-year-old multiple times in the head at his estate and came back and basically showed off a gun. Now, I I dove in a little bit more after the show on that story, and that was interesting. Mike Miller was there, and he's got his, you know, big group of friends that, you know, one of them he looked at and said, should I do it to him And that's a pretty big red flag right there, somebody saying something like that. Yep. And then uh, over the weekend, they played the Denver Nuggets, and they were in a close game going into the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing that game uh, by quite a bit. And in Denver, Colorado, he decided to – Uh, Spend his post game at a strip club and went on Instagram live shirtless at a strip club in a champagne room flashing a gun. And the NBA stepped in this weekend and suspended him for two games. Yeah, now they're saying they're not sure when he's going to be back around the team. It's very vague. Like It's, it's a two, a very, yeah. At first they just said he's going to be out for two games or he won't be around the team for two games. And you're like, wait a minute, so did you suspend him or not? And then they got enough backlash where they had to then adjust the statement saying we have suspended him for two games. And then the Grizzlies are now saying we don't know when he's going to be back around the team. So I don't really know what's happening and how long he's going to be out. I mean, this is as big a red flag as you could possibly have. The story comes out last week. You mentioned the Indiana one initially. The NBA threw cold water on it. I still believe something happened. I don't know why. A security guard at the Pacers facility would randomly make up that lasers were being pointed at him, and he felt threatened for his life. That's, to me, a little strange, but I think it turned into a he-said-he-said situation, and the NBA sided with John Moran. Then to fast forward, and you get the story about beating up a 17-year-old and threatening a a security guard or whatever at a finish line at a mall – Um, And you would hope at least that with that amount of attention, that amount of scrutiny, that this would be a... a wake up call of certain you know to a certain extent for John ja Morant to say all right I, I gotta try and straighten things out I'm kind of getting in trouble here this is not a good look for the organization for the league like i I gotta you know keep my nose clean here for a bit and literally the following weekend he his thought is I'm gonna fly into Los Angeles where were, I think they were getting ready to play the Lakers or the Clippers and I'm gonna go to a strip club and flash a gun on Instagram like you the, the NBA their hand was completely forced in this and I don't really know where it goes from here because if he's not willing to wake up and kind of catch the uh, you know, get his attention after the 17-year-old and security guard situation. I, I don't know what's going to wake him up. They're saying this is going to be a tough time away, and he needs time to learn and to grow. Like, all right, like, good luck with that, because it sounds like this is a story that's going down a very scary, dangerous path, and you got to step in very, very soon. He sent out a statement and said, "I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down." I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being end quote when I'm stressed I often too go to strip clubs and flash guns on Instagram that's what I do when I'm stressed out uh, it's a pretty big stress reliever yeah yeah you know, to be honest put with a, you. put a gun next to your face on Instagram live uh, his statement by the way was sent out in red and blue lettering and it looked like a cartoon <laughs> font so like I I'm supposed to take this statement seriously i guess even though i i actually don't think he wrote any of it i didn't even see that he put it in red and blue Uh, the top line was in red the rest of it was in blue font it was uh, a little odd and many people pointed huh red and blue Uh. i wonder what similar symbols uh, those colors are tied to okay and so it just you know it, it continues to be a speculation of where is his life going where where what path is he headed down and you know, a lot of people had a lot of things to say over the weekend. I, I tried to listen to all of it. Uh, Jalen Rose, I thought, you know, he, he gave his two cents. He was somebody that grew up in the spotlight at a really young age with mm-hmm. the Fab Five. And, you know, he, he didn't come from the greatest of uh, backgrounds. And he was on NBA's uh, Countdown show on ABC. And, and he gave his thoughts on John Morant.
1: I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, You go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about, like, his family and his crew. When you're the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons. To add, subtract, multiply, or divide, you have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun, and Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, that could get you killed.
2: So, Jalen Rose offering some thoughts. He had a little more, but, uh, I thought that part was, uh, pretty big. I think that's why this is so scary, man. This is a, this is a real situation. And you're dealing with the guy who is one of the faces of the NBA. And, I think anybody who's followed sports long enough knows that these things can go sideways in a hurry and that you can lose everything. He's now the face, essentially, of Nike to a certain extent, too. Like, they got rid of Kyrie Irving. Nike's having a rough go right now. They moved on from him. John Moran's kind of their new guy and the guy they want to build a franchise of sneakers around, and now you got to deal with this or you got to lose that. So... It just, it, it's really scary because this, this story, I think we can all envision a path in which it ends in a very sad and tragic way. And you you're just, go, Aaron Hernandez, worst case yeah, scenario, you just, unfortunately. You're here. hoping it doesn't go that way. You're right. hoping that somebody is able to get in his ear and say, man, what what are you doing? You just signed. You, I mean, you got a $200 million contract. You got a, a Nike contract. Like, your life is set. You're going to be a face of the NBA for the next 10 to 15 years. Why would you risk throwing all that away? Well, but some of that stuff doesn't resonate with people the way it would a lot of others. He just got a 200 million dollar contract, his signature shoe line just dropped like you would think this dude and he basically owns the city. I mean, yeah. He he's the young face of the league, he's the exciting player who dunks on people, his team's pretty good. You would think all of these things would be given to him and you'd say, "Oh man, um, I'm I'm going to make a difference and look how lucky I, I've become." It's not like by the way he comes from low means. People have noted before, this dude isn't – he didn't grow up in a rough neighborhood. He grew up in high middle class. He's more Papa Doc than he is Eminem here. Yeah. So, like, I I just – you kind of just go, why? I think when people like him do this, you're you're just, why? What is it that you think you need to prove to a group or a person where you have this kind of behavior going on? I I poo-pooed the Indiana one, especially once the NBA came out and said, we investigated and found nothing – I was like, okay, miscommunication, but then like, multiple stories have now come out, and at this point, I think you got to take them all at the same level of he, he better have somebody in his ear, and he better be canceling out certain people. I thought that, that what is that, the add, the subtract, the multiply, and divide line mm-hmm. by Rose was really smart, and right now he's got people that are, are trying to divide, and he needs to subtract them out of his life because this isn't the way he grew up. He didn't grow up in this environment, and he's now you know portraying a, a lifestyle that it's 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 not just going to cost you money, man. Like sometimes you play around enough, yeah, and it costs you a little more than just money in a basketball career. It can go further and deeper than that, and I so for sure, Cam, I just I I hate seeing this. I think it's really unfortunate. And at this point, I I don't know. Uh, you hope whatever, however long he's gone, that uh, he can take the right measures to. Changes. This is your warning shot, basically. Like, you keep messing around with this stuff... And it's going to get a whole hell of a lot worse than this. A one-off is, you can explain it away, right? A second story, you're just wondering, all right, what? that's when I think maybe a little bit of the fear goes up. When, when you then respond to a second story by doing what he did on Instagram this weekend. I mean, incredibly stupid I mean, judgment. It's incredibly stupid. It's a cry for help, I, I would hope at least in this case, and, it, and people can get through to him. But this is becoming a trend, and somebody's got to put a stop to it before he gets hurt. Well, uh, we'll have more on this coming up uh, in an hour. We'll talk with Aaron Wilson in Memphis to just get the boots on the ground and understanding of Ja Morant and what this means for the city. The Grizzlies played last night. They lost to the Clippers. They were up big. They scored 51 points in a quarter and became the first team in NBA history to lose a game in which they did that. But I want to stick in the NBA. We'll get to the Combine stuff. I want to stay in the NBA. Did Kevin Durant do it again? That's next, but first, Jordan with a sports update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
3: Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: This is Dirt and Spray on 1080
2: The Fan. All right, welcome back in 635 on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan 995 HD2. And of course, the Odyssey app. Hope your uh, Monday morning is going well so far. Don't forget coming up in over a week, we've got the Laurelwood Brewing Fan Madness Tournament party going on Thursday, Friday, March 16th and 17th at the Stadium Sports Bar in Aylin' A. Woo! And Thursday and Friday, March 23rd and 24th at X-Golf Tualatin and X-Golf Vancouver. Uh, Danny Dusty's show, Isaac will be out there doing their shows on location. Come play hooky with the fan and uh, have a good time with us. Uh, one of those places you can legally gamble on the games. That's right. Uh, I wish there was a way to like take the ALNA license and just flip it over to X-Golf. We could do it back-to-back times. It'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, we could add a little sports book in while we're playing Pebble Beach and not paying attention to the tournament because my bracket is busted by that point. Yeah, So I'm just going to X-Golf to play golf, grab a couple of beers, play some golf. ALNA weekend will be more of a gambling weekend because I'll still be alive. Um, did Kevin Durant do it again? Ooh, what do we do now, Bob? Well, did you watch the Phoenix Suns this weekend? I did. They played did. the Dallas Mavericks. and uh, Kind of fun watching Booker and Luca get into it a little bit. Yeah, I liked that Booker is a talker once they're up and the game's of course. basically over. That's pretty funny. And now that he has Kevin Durant as a teammate, he's a little more willing to open his mouth. Well, you know, he left Oklahoma City years ago, and he left it for a team that beat him in the playoffs and was already a juggernaut, a 73-win yeah. team. And he took a lot of flack for that. Now, they won two championships Uh, They came up short on winning another because of injuries, but he won two championships in Golden State. But many people and sports fans don't really give him a whole lot for those championships. He then teams up with Kyrie. He goes to Brooklyn. He gets his wish, and it's nothing but a, a disaster. They break it up. He gets dealt to Phoenix. Now, being traded to a place is not the same as necessarily choosing it, but we do know Phoenix was one of the places he wanted to play in the summer. He forced his way to Phoenix. So, how are we to view the Kevin Durant career? Because, in my opinion, I don't think anybody in the West is beating that Phoenix Suns team if they're healthy. I fair. I placed the futures on him as soon as I could when he was traded. And uh, I just, I think it's a lot. It's a lot of talent to try to stop and combat in a playoff series. And I don't, I don't think a lot of teams in the West are that great. So, what am I to think of Kevin Durant this year on the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, I'm not going to – I understand the, the the argument, like, has he done the same thing again, where you're just joining a team where it feels like an easy path. And through the West, you're not wrong. Like, through the Western Conference, I'm with you. I, I don't really know at this point who is going to beat them. I'm not putting money on them because the odds aren't good enough anymore. Uh, but if I would have caught it earlier, that would have been the bet I would have placed. I don't quite feel like this is the same thing, though, as Golden State. Uh, because one, Phoenix Phoenix was having why a, is it not the same thing? Well, because when you're joining a team that set the record for wins in a regular season, had been to the NBA finals how many, what, two years in a row? Back to back years, won the Western Conference, won an NBA championship. The one that they lost was a three to one series lead that they very easily could have won that series. Like they were a couple of plays away from winning back to back NBA championships. That was the team that he was joining, and it was also a team that eliminated him in the playoffs. Like that was always the big thing for me. Secondary was joining such an lead Team. The first part of it was you're joining a team that you just lost to. Like as a competitor, I can never relate to that because I would want to come back the next year and how do we get better than them? How do we beat them? I want to go at them again, not join them. You just they blew a three-one series lead in the Western Conference Finals, like they had them on the ropes. And so I, I don't, qu- I don't quite think it's the same thing because this Phoenix team is not the overwhelming super team favorite that nobody can touch in the NBA. And Golden State was that nobody was going to beat that Golden State team ever. Jordan, what say you? It isn't what they don't have the accolades and the trophy the way that Dirt's describing the Warriors. That's 100% right. But this was an NBA Finals team. This has been a Western Conference Finals team. And they have Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and now you've added Kevin Durant in the lineup. Oh, by the way, old, yes, but still efficient in in getting out dimes, Chris Paul at Mm -hmm. point guard. I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, I've kind of been a Mavs fan all season, and with the Kyrie Irving acquisition, it kind of made me lean a little bit more into them. I think they went like what two and six in Kyrie's first eight games, but it seems like they've kind of figured it out uh, since they've I don't know Luca and him get going, scored what eighty two the other night combined. So I still like Dallas. It's it's a good you like sit- Dallas to win the West. Yeah, yeah, oh. I do. But it's a good situation in Phoenix. Plus, Kevin Durant, of course it makes it better, but he didn't automatically make Brooklyn better. So I'm not sure it's going to come in. Yeah, they got a lot going on in Phoenix. Devin Booker's great. Aiton's, you know, probably should have come to Portland, but that's a whole other conversation. There's been so much tumultuous play going on, and there's been a lot of rumors Hmm. of some issues in the locker room, and Monty Williams, you know, may have lost it at the end of last year. So for, what, nine months later, all of a sudden to turn around and say Kevin Durant's going to make them the automatic winner of the West, I'm not buying it. Hmm. I just find... um... I think his career is going to be really weird to analyze when he hangs him up, when he's done playing basketball. Wherever he finishes playing, because I, I don't think this is going to be the last stop. Uh, based on what he's, what his action show, I could see this going for two, three years, and then it's like, hey, I want to go to this team. <laughs> Let's go to a new one. I was, I was dreamed about playing with Bron and Bronny Junior. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was something he wanted to do. Yeah. But I do find it it's just such an odd career. I think when we look back, we all know how good of a basketball player he is. That's not a debate. It's just how do you evaluate the career? How do you look back at Kevin Durant and you go, Man, what you thought about him at Oklahoma City versus everything that's unraveled and transpired? Golden State to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens here with this Phoenix stop. I just I think when we look back, it's gonna be a really weird career. To properly evaluate, yeah, you're not wrong. He is. It's going to be complicated because of the move to go to Golden State. I, I, I do think this one though, and and maybe I'm wrong on this, but at least from my vantage point, if let's say Phoenix does win an NBA championship this year, or they win an NBA championship next year, I, I'm not going to treat this one the same as I did the Golden State. So, one. Is, so this championship, if he was to win it this year in Phoenix, yeah, this, I, I hate saying this. This is the most <laughs> sports radio thing I could possibly say to you. This one counts. This yes. is the validated one? I, I would validate this one. I really? Would. Okay. Like the, the, he's not playing with Steph Curry. Devin Booker's Devin a good Booker's player. Devin Booker's pretty good. Yes, he's pretty good. He's not Steph Curry. He's just not. like I. Devin Booker to me is, I, I can't use the word overrated because he's not overrated, but I hate that his name gets included in conversations because of the player that's, players that he's been allowed to play with. There's a lot of players that I think are similar to Devin Booker, that if you gave them a player of Chris Paul's, you know, caliber hmm. or Kevin Durant's caliber, they're on an elevated platform. And if you're on an ed- elevated platform and you're playing in conference finals or an NBA championship, we're going to treat you like you're one of the best players in the league. I'm not. Devin Booker's a great player, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is one of the greatest players of all time. Devin Booker is not that. And that's who we went to go team up with, not to mention they also had Clay Thompson prior to the injuries, and Draymond Green, one of the best defenders. Like Joining that team was a cheat code, and there's a segment of fans, myself included, that will always look at that with a bit of an asterisk, like, yeah, you won two championships, but that's what you had to go do to win your two championships? It's different than any other super team that we have ever seen created. Going to a place, has Phoenix ever won an NBA title? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. Okay, so I, I know they were in it two years ago, but I think there's something there. Like, they've never won. They were there two years ago, but then things collapsed last year. They were barely 500 for most of the season this year. Now they're starting to pull out of it a little bit, but I, I wouldn't quite view the things the same because this isn't a 73-win team, and they didn't win a championship two years ago. Uh, do you think he would have had one had he stayed in OKC? I do. At this point in his career? I do. You think him and Westbrook would they were, have done it? Or, went away from winning the Western Conference Finals. I think him and Westbrook could have done it. I, I know, I know. But Phoenix was also a win away, and they got housed at home in Game Seven, and they were on the brink of probably falling out of real conversations till they made this trade. Yeah. Sometimes you lose a game, and it doesn't make you stronger. It actually breaks you. That's true. I didn't quite view Oklahoma City having the locker room dynamics that Phoenix has had because Jordan I mean, the Aiton thing has been weird going back to last year. Really and, weird. And Chris Paul is not Chris Paul anymore. He's, yeah. he's a good distributor. But Chris Paul of three or four years ago was a totally different player than what he is right now. Uh, just something to keep following is is Phoenix. They get a big win this weekend. It was, uh, they were up most of that game, and then Dallas came back, made it really, really close. Luka just missed a bunny he missed he just missed a bunny right there and then phoenix ultimately gets the win uh all right let's uh let's shift gears here to the the, the national football i got some football stuff i want to dive into we got aaron wilson coming up at 7 30 she's in memphis get her thoughts on the John morant stuff uh but i want to get in some football stuff and we'll do it next on the fan In the bathroom. It's okay. It a quick uh, wee-wee for 40 seconds. <laughs> this is Dirt and Sprague. Gone 1080. The Fan. If you just cut the first second of that cut out and just keep that wee-wee for 40 seconds, perfect. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good wee-wee, especially that quickly? Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, you alluded something to me that I was not aware was going on. Uh, we did combine audio last week. The combine oh. happened this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I'll get to some Combine stuff because I think there's a really interesting thing to watch. And then also uh, some local check-ins. One guy from a certain school uh, is the best in his positional group, according to all the grades and the metrics. Mm, I feel solidified on my number one overall pick, too. Do you? Dude dude blew the roof off the stadium. Okay. He touched the stadium, it sounds like. He he jumped up and touched it. Uh, And I guess John Lynch. I, I saw the John Lynch audio and I almost pulled some stuff, and I'm like, "Man, we can get by without John Lynch audio. You know, the Niners are pretty good last year. We've done a lot of 49er quarterback segments. That's, that's been a pretty recurring theme over the last couple of months. You noted to me during the break, I guess John Lynch is asked about how Trey Lance is doing in his rehab. <laughs> and John Lynch starts, the, the, the answer, he immediately starts scratching the top of his hair. As he's answering, ah, you know, he's, he's doing pretty good, and he dives in, and he said some very complimentary things about Trey Lance. He's a good leader. He showed his leadership even after his injury, yada, yada, yada. And Warren Sharp in the Internet tracked down this and said, are we sure John Lynch is telling the truth here? In an episode of Seinfeld years ago, <laughs> Jerry and George noticed that Elaine Bennis was lying about how good her relationship was because every time she talked about it, she touched her face. And so Jerry then addresses Elaine and says, hey, when when someone touches the face when they talk about the relationship, you know it's a lie. And he says, the higher you go, the worse it is. And John Lynch is scratching the very top of his head. When he answers the Trey Lance rehab question. Hey, John, how's he doing? Hand immediately to the top of the head. "Eh, Well, you know, he's doing all right. You know, things are going good. And (laughs) I I just want to ask, I know Seinfeld is a fictional (laughs) show here to a certain extent. Are we buying that John Lynch was lying about Trey Lance because he immediately started scratching the top of his head? I'm not gonna quite go there. I think the I think the connection is hilarious and the videos that have been put out on social media are just fantastic and delightful and it reminds you of a good purpose that Twitter has. It can be accessible, it can be really negative, and then you see stuff like that and, and you start to chuckle. I actually like the, the comments that he made about Trey Lance as a leader. Uh, I I became a big believer in like I I haven't heard much from Trey Lance I don't I haven't seen a bunch of his interviews like I remember talking about him coming out of the draft like but he doesn't since do interviews it, well sure but since then I haven't really heard from him but he did a bunch around Super Bowl week he was on media row and I saw there was a lengthy one he did with Rich Eisen where he talked for like 35, 40 minutes and it was great about the mental state that he was in the things that he had to overcome this year and from the sounds of it now everybody you know talks a little bit nicer about themselves when they're in an interview situation like that. But the fact that I mean, he rushed back, he wanted to do everything he could to help Brock Purdy, he understood he wanted the team to win, and he doesn't view it as a me versus him, or he needs to play bad for me to get the job. He understands he has to go in and compete. Like That's a really tough spot to be in. You're a top three pick in the NFL draft. You go to a team that's ready to win. They don't play you in year one because they tell you you're not ready. You get the job, you lose your first start, and then basically in start two, your season's done, and then here comes the seventh-round pick hero that takes them all the way to the NFC Championship game. That's a really rough st- uh, spot for a young quarterback to be in and just from the interviews that I saw at Super Bowl week I thought he handled it incredibly well and and I think you have to have a good mindset to approach a situation like that because it's not easy um but no I don't think John Lynch was I, I don't think John Lynch was I going the touching line thing. I do you're buying into the Seinfeld yeah, theory yeah, I I, I kind I did why is that the first thing you do in, in that answer <laughs> well you know he's doing good. it's it's going it's going well let me scratch something here as I <laughs> Do a nervous tick because I know I'm lying about something. (laughs) I, I mean, I think the forty nine. You could not be in a better spot with young quarterbacks. Everybody wants young quarterbacks, and you got two of them. Yeah, do you? One might have Tommy John and be gone for the whole year, and the other one, I have no idea yes, what he- to make of him at all as a player. Sure. I don't think, I mean, from everything we've heard, I know they had to delay the surgery from Purdy, but they're still pretty confident it's only going to be a six month recovery. Like, I think they're assuming he's going to be back. Now, is it going to impact his early season next year? Without a doubt. And Lance did have to go back and have another surgery during the offseason. Uh, but it sounds like he's going to be ready for camp. Mm -hmm. So you allow him a chance right out of the gate to be the number one guy. Purdy comes back. Eventually they compete. Whoever wins the job. you, You hope they play well enough that you don't feel like you have to hold on to the other one. Think about what you could get. Like if you put Trey Lance out on the open market with how desperate some of these teams are for quarterbacks, the guys played how many career games? Two. Three? Did he even get in a game? As a, I guess he ran a little bit as a rookie. Made one or two starts. So he's played what? He played the Chicago game, Houston game. He had he started against Arizona last year. Arizona. So there's three, and then he got hurt in Seattle, which I want to say was week two or three i think it was he's played two. four or five games so i mean it's a very yeah. small sample size a team will give you something for trey lance or for brock brock party just took into the nfc title game right if trey lance comes out of the gate playing great and you're like dude this guy this is why we drafted him top five he's the difference maker you're going to be able to get something out of the other guy uh, i want to get some combine stuff we got aaron wilson in memphis she's going to join us uh coming up at the bottom of the the second hour to talk about the ja morant story and what we're to make of uh, what's going on there. His suspension is indefinite leave. So uh, we'll go there, hour number two at the ticker. And uh, we got a loaded second hour. We'll start the NFL Combine, Dirt and Sprague, uh, hour two on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.